Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Yeah, funky. Um, this is Tom <laughs> McCaffrey. Welcome to LE2B Last Exit of Brooklyn. I'm here with Eric B. Rate and review this podcast. Please subscribe. Join our Patreon, Last Exit to Brooklyn. And uh, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. And um, buy Silk City Hot Sauce at SilkCityHotSauce.com. So um, let's get into it. Yeah. First of all, what song was that? That was another Beck song. It's called Cell Phones Dead. It's a really good song from about what, um, 12 years ago. What album was that on? Sea Change? Or, or, uh, no. The Information, I think it was called. Oh, okay, it's a great cool. album. It's a really good album. Is he still around? I mean, he, remember he was so big? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. I just saw him in that movie, that Judd Apatow movie. He makes a cameo about them living in the bubble. Did you see that yet? The bubble on Netflix? No, is that is that Apatow? Yeah, it, it got really bad reviews, but I thought it was pretty pretty fine. I thought it was good. It was just about a bunch of these actors. It was based on apparently Jurassic World when they filmed the movie. They all lived in a bubble, you know, because of COVID, and yeah. uh, so it was a parody of that. And they had a really good cast. Like uh, I think it was uh, Keegan Michael Key was in it, and uh, who is David Duchovny in it? No, Duchovny was in it. Yeah, and everyone. It was like a. A, a, you know, and everyone had their own, um, you know, it was making fun of Hollywood basically because everyone was arrogant. Oh, his wife was in it, of course. Judd Apatow's Did wife. he, um, he Leslie. directed it? Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of a combination of like Tropic Thunder and this other movie called State in Maine that David Mamet did a few years back. Yeah, I remember that movie. I didn't see it though, State in Maine. Yeah. Um, and it was good. I thought it was good. And it was on, it's on Netflix. And they just, it did get bad reviews because I remember like, barely even giving it a, a chance. I, I didn't even give it a chance. I was like, like someone was like, Oh, did you see that? I was like, nah. And I looked up and it was like, it's not good. I was like, that's it. You I just know, get, but- you know, these movies just get ruined by, you know, the internet immediately. Right. But I mean, they tore it to pieces, but it's, it was an inventive comedy. I, I mean, I don't understand how they tear. Is it like a series that. or a movie? It's just a movie that he, he made. And they're, they're like, one of the criticisms was like, oh, you know, COVID jokes are old. I'm like, you know, first of all, COVID's still going on. Forget about that whole thing. But secondly, like when you're making a movie, you can't make the movie in five minutes. So yeah, some of the jokes yeah. applied for two years ago, but we can still laugh at it. I don't understand what these, what are you going to just make a yeah, movie in five minutes? Yeah, it is funny how fast everything moves now. Cause like Atlanta, the new season was out. Yeah. I don't know if you followed that show or watch it. Um, I, you know, I really liked it. And this season was just kind of not that good, but I, but it's funny because they kind of took t- time because of COVID. They got delayed and people were making a lot of comments like, well, I mean, you know, I guess they were writing it before COVID. So, like, it feels really dated now, you know, because it's supposed to be out like two years ago. And I'm like, so two years, it's just it's just over. Any <laughs> from like, like, oh, God, they're talking about things from like 2020. Like, yeah, th- that's not even relevant anymore. I'm like, uh, but that's how quick everything moves. I mean, it is true. Like you can't, but, but you can laugh at things because there's I found this week on I watched two movies on HBO Max. Do you know, Soderbergh put out like two movies this year and last year on HBO Max. What were they? One I, of them. I, one, I one of them I saw had, one of them. It was awful. It was with um like big people too. like Don it was Cheadle, like, that one. Yeah, right. That one was like more of a film noir 
type movie. Yeah. Had all the people that he always used to put in movies, Benicio and that's like, yeah, that was a new genre he's working with. Uh film shit. But the other Shit. one was the other one was with Zoe Kravitz. I thought it was pretty good. It was called what Kimmy. was that one? It's called Kimmy, and it's kind of like a com. It's a thriller. It's more of a combination of like rear I window. Saw, uh, she yeah. does well leave the house. Right now, did you think? Did you like that movie? I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was better than the Don Cheadle one, which I right. can't. Wasn't like Brendan Fraser in the the Don yeah. Cheadle one? Yeah, he gained a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this, <laughs> but it's good to see <laughs> him like back the- though. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see him back. And I guess, you know, it's good to see that they had a, a good craft service um, <laughs> department. No, no, I it's I think it's kind of cool that he just let himself go. You know what I mean? Well, it's he said that he, like, he had he had some health issues and stuff and he fucked up. He used to do his own stunts. I was reading about it and he fucked himself up so he couldn't be active for a long time. You know? Uh, yeah. I but, mean, what, it's, it's cool. I mean, he's, you know, he's at that stage first of all he's he, he kind of is doing it right because he left for a while and then he came back and now he looks like a monster so he can yeah. kind of <laughs> plus he's a dude that. like dudes can do that you know right right you know? exactly like if zoe um, kravitz who's in the other movie came back in three years 300 pounds people were like nah we're not buying this you know 300 but- pounds if she was 140 they, they just <laughs> want, it's like what is she 24 now get lost pig the thing is, is that I thought that movie was decent and I thought that it was kind of timely, you know, because it was like talking about the pandemic. And I see some reviews. They're like, oh, uh, pandemic stuff. It's I'm like, I don't understand. Like, you can't talk yeah. about the, the pandemic when it the, in 10 years from now. Then you can do all the covid movies you want, but you can't do the covid movies now. I don't understand that. I guess like maybe people are just like lethargic from it and just, you know, I don't know. Maybe I didn't I didn't see the bubble so i it, it is feeling it's odd it's i still see, see news stories about like oh you know covid cases are spiking in new york and it's just like all right whatever right. but who cares um, about whether i mean if it's time first of all it's still timely because we're still going through this bullshit and who cares if it's something it's how we were two years ago i don't understand you know well so i mean i'll watch it you said it is funny which, oh yeah, I liked the it. Bubble. Yeah, there was some funny things in there, you know, and, and it was. Uh, I saw. Anyway, so I saw the Nicolas Cage movie. Right. Um, did you see that? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, the one where he's like playing himself again or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the unbearable weight of talent or something. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of a comedy. Um, but it's like comedies now have to be kind of like kind of like snuck in past you. You know what I mean? Like you can't they can't really advertise it as a comedy. It has to kind of be like a meta action thing Like because it's kind of an action, you know, right. like self-aware movie. But it's also a comedy. But you can't like that. That wasn't marketed as like a comedy. You know what I mean? So right. it's almost like that's like the death knell for movies now. It's like, ah, <laughs> eh, yeah, comedies don't make money anymore. I mean, and that's. If you really want to look at it, they don't make money. So if you're going to, if you're an investor, think about it just as a business sense, you know, you know, and you have a choice of making a movie that'll make you a billion dollars or a movie that'll make you five million dollars. I mean, it's well, kind that's of no- the thing too, uh, yeah, because now they're talking about like the the new. I almost said Mission Impossible, like Top Gun, Maverick, which just looks like a Mission Impossible movie. Basically, um, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to see it. But they're talking about, you know, had this huge opening and I listen to podcasts about like, you know, 
um, movie openings and like what the forecast will be. And they'll be like, yeah, I think it'll probably make like, it won't be like huge. It'll be like 700 million. Like it'll, yeah. it'll make that much. And that's thought of as like, eh, okay. 700 million. Cause the other movies, the Marvel movies usually get like, if a Marvel movie doesn't get to a billion, it's kind it's like, ah, what a, what a weak piece of shit that was. Um, so, I mean, how do you compete with that? You know what I mean? Do you remember like back in the day in the eighties, they'd be like, this movie was did great. It made 30 million. And that yeah. was like it. Um, but now it's all international now. So they, uh, you know, they, movies, they want movies to make billions of dollars. I mean, you look at, I looked at, like sometimes on Wikipedia, you can see the receipts of movies back in the day. And it's like the God, what I'll say, just for example, the Godfather made, uh, cost 5 million to make. And it, it made total 20 million. And that used to be like a monster hit. People were like, oh my God, you yeah. turn 5 million into 20 million. Holy crap. Yeah. And then after Jaws, I think everything changed. You're like, oh no, that's fucking not real money. That's right. Jaws yeah. changed. They actually, a lot of, yeah, they say Jaws ruined like movies. A lot of people kind of uh, trace it back to that. The Jaws is the beginning of the end. And then fucking Star Wars. But it would have happened anyway. Once they realized that this international market was happening. Right. I, you know? I love how it took them so long to realize that movies were like a profitable thing that people were going <laughs> to be into. Like, hey, you know what? I think we're on to something here. But it's, <laughs> it is interesting. Like, and movies used to be targeted to like adults, like kind of before the eighties, it was like considered like adult entertainment. The adults were in charge of it. Then it became like, like when I was 11, I feel like a lot of movies were tailored that were aimed at me, you know? So yeah. like, but yeah, um, hey, Maverick is, ta is tailored to, uh, they say most people who are going to Maverick are over 35. That's I mean, it's totally for me. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, I think I was like 13 or four, like 14, when that came out so like but top, i don't even like top gun i don't think it was that good of a movie do you um i, I liked i didn't love it i mean like it, it's good it's a good movie um, i don't i don't even know if i saw it in the theaters i just saw it in cable <clears throat> and i gotta tell you like he made that movie seven times after that it was the same fucking movie he kept making the cocky guy who you know is a hot dog he's he's a little he's a he's a maverick and then he he learns and he grows up. You want to hear the other movies that are like that, like Color oh, of, uh, Color oh, of Money, yeah, Days of Thunder, fucking a few, even a few Good Men is like Cocktail that. is even kind of in that template. To exactly like that. He was the greatest of all time. He, he always, whatever he was, he was the greatest at it. Like he he was the greatest bartender of all time, which right. is like even like a, a designation that exists in the world. Right. <laughs> like, have you been to that bar? That guy's good. Have you ever gone to a bar and be like, dude, that bartender's good, man? He fucking got drinks. Yeah, well, he, he, he threw the drinks in the air. Remember, he would like juggle the drinks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That was the whole thing is he threw the drinks in the air. It was like a packed bar with like 80 people on a Friday night and there it's two first of all two two bartenders I think there'd be like 150 people there two bartenders well that seems bar. that seems right actually you go to somebody actually bars. you're right right but then, <laughs> and then they're both but they're both throwing bottles for to make one drink like both of them are working on a drink that's and the bar's like really into it it's like that's not how it works no they would be choked well yeah, I remember like I used to a New Year's I don't know if you ever would go to these things they'd be like oh you go you pay a hundred dollars or whatever and it's all you can drink you're like oh that's a pretty good deal for New Year's it's all like paying a hundred dollars and you get inside and there's one bartender for 200 fucking people right you can't get you can only get one drink <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty expensive drink so I mean yeah that's true they um 
I remember, yeah, they did that a lot of bars that I would go to much my 20s. It was like five, every Wednesday, it was like five. Get, that's insane. I remember it was like $10 for like three hours of, yeah. of drinks. Um, I, I guess it was beer, but that's insane thinking about that now, like $10 for three hours of free beer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I don't know. I mean, the reviews are really good, so I'll see it. it, it I, You know, it looks, I'm sure like it, it's good. And it's total. One of the main reasons I'm going to see is like it's nostalgia. I did see it in the theater, and it'll just bring me back to that time. Like, right. oh, yeah, I remember when I was 13. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, that's why most of the people are seeing this fucking movie, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to talk about um, a good segue? So, the the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial yeah, verdict well, it, came in. Today. The verdict came in, and. Uh, Johnny Depp was sentenced to murder. Uh, yeah, that was, that was shocking in, in a civil trial. You don't. You, you're a lawyer. Do you see that a lot or no? What um, sentenced to murder? Yeah, or um, in a civil yeah, trial, I see it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, um, no. Actually, abor- abortion, was abortion was banned. Abortion was banned, right? I think during this trial. Yeah, that's yeah. what the the uh, Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing was. It was another Roe v. Wade thing, <laughs> um, but. Uh, they basically were trying to abort Amber Heard's film career, yeah. which is what they did. So um, he got, you know, he had sued her for defamation and uh, they, they, uh, they called the verdict was in his favor for def- that. Uh, they did. They decided they concluded that she had defamed him by um, writing this art this op-ed in the Washington Post about, she didn't name his name, but, you know, said like that she had been a victim of sexual abuse. Um but I was amazed. They they basically they they uh, found her guilty, or that yeah, she had uh, committed defamation on every count. There were like three different counts, and they awarded him. I think it was ten million dollars in compensatory damages and five million in punitive, so fifteen million altogether. And then she had countersued, and um, they basically found that that he hadn't defamed her, but that. I think on one count they did. And so they awarded her 2 million, which was just kind of nothing. It was really clear that they didn't believe her. I don't know if you were following it, but you know, she was on the stand for so long and she said so many things about him abusing her. And I guess they just didn't believe any of it. That's basically what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I I guess I saw that her psychiatrist psychologist looked bad. Like people were insulting her. Right. Which one or the guy? There was a guy who was really yeah. bad. There was one guy, Doctor Spiegel, who who was just like I think he was like one of the main reasons that she lost. He was, I mean, he looked insane, and he just um, it it kind of just kind of illustrated how weak the case was that that she had. It was like oh, because it was basically like trying to prove that Johnny Depp was a narcissist, and if you're, and then he's like, well, if you're a narcissist, then you're more prone to you know abuse someone, and huh. um. But they were like, yeah, you know, he's like, I watched some of his movies and he looked like a narcissist, you know, <laughs> like you can't just say like you saw him in movies. Yeah. I mean, when he, he like, when he was acting, when he was acting. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what they said in the thing. They were yeah, like, I saw so this one movie and he was like the Mad Hatter. So he must be crazy. Right. I saw this one movie where he, he keeps claiming someone's trying to kill him in his dreams. <laughs> Remember he was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that's right. Wow, that's a deep cut. And there's right this there. one movie. He's he's just complaining. Seems like a real crybaby. He's real emotional. 
there's this one where he's like walking around with scissors in his hands, <laughs> you know, just running around seemed really dangerous. And um, so, um, but the guy brought that up. They were like, well, you said in one of your things that you compared his testimony to like pirates, pirate films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way the lawyers are saying it, the tone they use is really condescending. And the guy you have to watch. I mean, you, if you watch it, there's so many things online about it. He's the guy is crazy. He like didn't even comb his hair. And um, then they made a joke. They were like, so did you factor in like Willy Wonka in your you know analysis yeah. of his ability? That's hilarious. Yeah, it's really so. I mean, but I mean, like I said on the stand, she said over and over that she that he had abused her like a lot, and I guess they just didn't believe any. I mean, what do you think? So, do you think so? She's just like making all of it up. She was. Do you think it's just she's that crazy? I, I don't. I mean, I think she's. I guess losing the PR battle on this, but I don't know. I don't feel like you go through all this one unless there's. I mean, I mean, she she has a career. I mean, her career. Was I don't better. think she does anymore. Well, I know. I mean, all you could do. Is hurt your career at this point, unless maybe she's doing this because he was going to do things to fuck up her career. I have no idea. Uh, no, I think he. Well, you know, he had brought the suit. I think in England, and and he had lost, and so he brought it here. Actually, I thought it was dumb when it when he first was doing it, but now I think it was a good idea because it it him winning. He was already winning in the you know in the public uh, in the public eye, court of public opinion, but um. Now that he actually has a verdict where he won, that just fares so much better for him and the optics of it are so much better. And it makes her like officially look like a liar. And I feel like it's that kind of thing, winning something like that. Or, you know, it's like people need like an official designation, like when it's kind of like, well, like a court said that they she did it. It's like, okay, well, I guess she did it, even though it's probably not. Who knows how accurate that yeah, is? Yeah, even like when OJ got off, people were like, well, the court acquitted him. So a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people obviously still believe he was guilty, but a lot of people said they hid behind that. Yeah. That Yeah, yeah. That's um that's true. But this one, um <laughs> this definitely helps him a lot. But it is funny, I didn't, you know, I guess he really is a beloved icon and um, she really is hated. She's really hated it. And I, you know, she's she's in Aquaman too, but I almost guarantee they're gonna cut her out of it completely. And well, I so there's a, gonna... there's a petition to get her out of the movie, which yeah. is uh, yeah, it's kind of I don't know how does that work? Like so what happened? That just means it'll kind of sway them a little bit, like no, so I guess her scenes are filmed already, so if they replace her. I, I heard they're going to replace her with Christopher Plummer. They're going to just put yeah. him in in the scene. Finally, scene. <laughs> yeah. See, I get He's that joke. I remember I I made that joke a few years ago, like on stage about someone, and like people were like, "What are you talking about?" Because I yeah. said I just got Thriller, and it's not that good because it's just Christopher Plummer singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that one you have to think about a little bit to get to that one. Yeah, yeah. which is great for the uh, for the comedy audience if they really <laughs> like to think. Yeah, that's you find that fast, especially, you know, especially nowadays. I feel like comedy audiences have gotten a lot stupider and not all of them, but a lot, you know, because a lot of them are just like people off the street. So they're not like very sophisticated people. So you don't want jokes where you're like, oh, I thought about it. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it. I mean, Um, yeah, because yesterday I had a show. I put it up on TikTok and I was I hope I, you know, these, I, I got heckled by like five people. It was insane on one show. I was like, I don't know what was going on in here. They weren't even drunk. And was it, was it at a show or, or yeah. was it at an actual place? Yeah. Like, it was where at where a, comedy was being performed. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
at one point I just say, I do a joke about zombies and this like eight year old kid yells out the walking dead is real. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So then I just like, and so I'm there like, are oh. some Trump supporters there. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so he Marjorie was, Taylor green was there, <laughs> but he was eight years old. So I just shot back. Oh, well, okay. But Santa Claus isn't, you know, and people uh, like nice. that. Yeah, that was a That's good, good. At least he ruined his life. <laughs> <laughs> he had to learn sometime. Um, well, I mean, why was there an eight-year-old there? That's a bad start. That's a bad. No, I mean, you, you you see them at the shows. Sometimes the comics get in their heads too much about it. You know, just ignore them. Like I always say, look, the parents know what's going on. If they don't want to stay at the show, they can walk out. And it's happened, you know, but the comics get so in their head about it. And they're, they're focusing on the kid and they're talking to the, and then yeah. it makes the whole audience weird. So forget about it. Just do what you do. Right, right. You know, unless you well, were supposed is, to. Is it hard to forget when they're just screaming at you about um, like fact checking your jokes? Dude, wrong? I'm telling you, it, they, they never heckle. But I, this kid was like, I don't know. I think other people were heckling me. So then I think he just felt like, oh, who else was. What were the other people? Screaming? They were just yeah, because I was like some of these crowds. Sometimes you can't pause. You know, you, you like to pause for comedy effect yeah so you pause too long people are like oh now i can just jump in you know so then when yeah, that yeah. started happening i had to fucking speed up because this is like i went on stage i'm like was this fucking heckle the comic night you know were um, they um how did you do aside from that were they I, I was doing really well until that happened and you know and then i, I kind of recovered I, it doesn't like phase me or anything it's, it was just odd it was very yeah. odd yeah it's probably not very intimidating to be heckled by an eight-year-old because no, I can, can go toe to toe with it. You can outwit an eight year old, <laughs> but if you can't, that's pretty shitty. That'd be, yeah. that would be a bad feeling. I can kick him. Um, I, I know I, I could probably kick his ass. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so that's cool. Why had you done a um, a uh, Walking Dead joke? No, it was just a joke about zombies. So it was one of those things where, like, I had to make a connection. Like, what the? What is? What is he? Okay, yeah. and then all right. You know, maybe the kid was probably on yeah, the spectrum, yeah. you know, probably on the spectrum or something. Probably, probably. And also like being eight years old, it's probably, you don't know, you know, even though I feel like at this point, if you're eight, you should know Walking Dead isn't real. I feel like <laughs> when I was eight, I knew zombies. And if I didn't, I like didn't scream at it. Stranger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to blame the parents on that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. He'll. uh He'll probably shoot up a school in, in about seven yeah. years. Um, not to, so that we we didn't talk about that. We could talk about that another time. Um, well, yeah. But I was I mean, watching the news. I'm like, you know, one thing about this whole school shooting and all these shootings, these mass shootings, that's kind of that's that's really shocking too. Is like they don't usually report most of them on the news. There's so many mass like over the past. They they made a point of reporting all the ones that happened since that Uvalde, Texas one, right. And it was like 11 more mass shootings since then. Yeah. Not at schools, but like with teenagers, like getting shot, not all of them dying, but like 10 right. people getting shot. And you're like, holy shit, like this is insane. If it's not more than 10 people dying, I think they don't. It's like, you know, it has to be double digits deaths for them to fucking care. Uh, yeah. So how was you? I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about that a lot, but like, what, but what I, was your reaction? That was like, that was like, it, that really ruined my week. I know that like, that's yeah. not saying a lot, but like, it really did like ruin my week. I was like very bummed out about it. Um, it probably ruins your week because you know, they're not going to do anything about it. They can't, they just won't do anything about it. 
And it's one party. I don't care what anyone says. It's fucking the Republicans. They won't fucking do anything about it because they're owned by. Oh, the yeah, NRA. totally. Yeah, and the, the whole um, the, the hypocrisy and like the just the, it's it's so like it's absurd, the blatant like um, hypocrisy, how if you you know, I've seen montages, I'm sure you have of like Fox News and, you know, GOP mouthpieces, you know, or, or poli- you know, po- political figures on the GOP talking about what needs to be done and what the problems are. And it's it's just like it's insane that none of them will ever reference guns. I guess you're just not allowed to reference guns. It's always <laughs> doors and uh, not enough guns. Right. And, and th- um, this time they found their fucking uh, magic bullet. No, I don't know if that's a pun on words, but no, this time they, they needed something. So they blamed the police response, which was bad, was bad. But yeah. now they have that and everyone's jumping on that. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's a it's a guy with a fucking weapon of war. No one is going to act normally. Yeah, maybe the cops could have acted a little better, but how should they shouldn't even be have to be put in this position? You yeah, know? but it's also it, I mean, it's absurd. The whole the cops thing where they're like, well, we didn't go in because like we he, we, he had a gun and we thought he was going to shoot us. You know, right. It's like, right. So, I mean, I didn't join the police because I didn't want to get shot at. But isn't that part of the job? I understand that. But I, I'm not even defending the cops. But I understand that the guy doesn't have if he had a fucking handgun. Maybe this guy has a weapon uh, of war that he can just wipe. It's no, like I he, know. Yeah. The guy's coming that, in. Like, it, yeah. yeah. Like it's it, and walking with like the, a nuclear I, bomb, you know? Right. But th- that's what's so strange about it. So why are they so is is it just their their base? What has gone on with that with that sect of the population where they're just they're so gun crazy? It's like, not even all the Republicans, it's not even all the NRA. It's this core group that's very hard passionate about it. And they're the ones that vote in the GOP primaries. You know, the primaries are just for the wackos, because most people don't vote in the primaries. So the wackos come out in the primary and they're yeah. fucking gun fucking nuts i was in jersey the other day and i was talking this drunk guy just came out i was at a bar and he started talking to me he's, he's like, like oh, the from- walking dead is real <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he's like he's, he's like i'm from south carolina i hate this shit they're taking away my guns and my freedoms he just said that to me out of nowhere and i was like i just i, I didn't want to engage but like he thinks like they're t- no one's taking any gun away and his guy was yeah, already complaining um, about the guns that they were taking away. That's well, how it, fucked up they are. Th- that that's the whole thing. It goes right to like um, it's like, hey, maybe like um, we should when an eighteen year old you know wants to just buy you know AR fifteen, <laughs> maybe like he should have to wait a couple of days. It's like they want to take away our guns. <laughs> like it's just like, what are you talking about? Like it's just like you know, and they're talking about well, how about like a thing where. Uh, you have to be 21 and before you can get machine guns. It's like, yeah. that doesn't sound like that unreasonable. First of all, it's like, like, what are you talking about? You, you got to be 21 to get a machine gun. What is this? What is uh, coming to this country? What does this country come to? Um, yeah, it, it's you got to be 21 now to smoke in most places, you know? You know, you're renting a car, you have to be 25. Why? Yeah. You know, it, it's it's kind of the same thing of like, I, that's what's so scary about it. the gun culture is so out of control that there, there's no rationality behind it. It's like it would be if someone was so pro alcohol, like they're you know like a like alcohol lobbyists who were like they're trying to take away our rights. Like why you know like people being like you know you shouldn't be allowed to drive when you you know when you drink a lot. Right. Like 
it would be like them being like, well, what is this bullshit? Like, why are you taking away our freedoms? Like, we should just be able to drink. You know, it's it's a people problem. Like, it's you know, we have to do something about the people who want to, like, get drunk and then right. drive. Um, but the, it, I think that's what's so frustrating about it now is that nothing can get done because it is gridlock. And what's holding it up is just crazy people right. um but i think it's gonna it's gonna backfire eventually because i was reading about prohibition and uh they, so i saw that documentary and they said that in during prohibition they okay, they could have just said hey no alcohol except for beer and wine because those are the the hard liquors is what fucking is what's fucking everybody up but the the the, the dry people were like no no alcohol at all so they didn't give any concessions away and see how that turned out. Prohibition was a disaster. The abortion people are the same way. They're like, they won't give an inch, you know, and the gun people are the same way, too. If, you know, it's going to backfire eventually, they're going to have to give some ground. If not, then people are going to really turn on them eventually. But see, eventually that's the thing is they're not going to give they're, they're That's what's so scary and upsetting to those people. There is no ground. Like, it's kind of like. The whole like, hey, why don't we up it from 18 to 21? Because like when by the time you're 21, you won't be crazy anymore. You know what right. I mean? Like that's just like, first of all, it's an insane concession to just like to not give like, no, there's no way we should, you know, we should be able to be have guns. When we're 18 years old, which is such an insane thing at all. But I guess I guess a lot of shootings that take place, the people are usually in high school still. Yeah. So. What happens in that three year? I guess something does happen. A lot. A years, lot of and- probably maturity and psychological and especially in high school, you're so fucked up in high school. You know, right. there's so much. It everything is is so- no, you're right. You're right. High school, you are really fucked up. But it is funny that like, were you like that? Like by 21, were you looking back like, man, I've really matured like three years ago. You know, I just wanted <laughs> to shoot everybody now. You know, now I'm a lot more choosier about who I. But it's true. I mean, yeah, oddly, I had more perspective. You'd be like, I can't believe that I care. Like in high school, everything was just like, oh, you know, right. Are you even those kids were mean to me. Those yeah. guys, I want to kill them. No, you're right. It's, you're not in control of your. That's why it's just so insane. Like. And not even the 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 waiting or the background check. Like it's like, oh, you're 18. Yeah, you want a machine gun? Yeah, sure. Here you go. Um, such an odd. Yeah, I, I'm pretty thing. sure in high school I've entertained. I entertained things where a bully was fucking bullying me, and I would think, I just wish I could kill this person. You know, if there were no, I would think I would. If there were no consequences, I would shoot that person. I wouldn't shoot other people. You know, right? But. That's the other thing, too, though. They never like shoot the actual people they're mad at. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like these guys. But that's that that goes another to how like it's a how psychotic they are and how out of their at their head they are, because they're not like obviously they're not meticulous enough to be like, well, I hate him. So I'm going to go there and kill him. It's just like right. you've lost it. And you're just like, I'm going to kill, you know, the you know, what's going to make people the most angry. Um, yeah, or maybe like I was thinking in that guy's case, maybe why did he go to a uh, grammar school or whatever was it at the school that he went to i'm not even sure but maybe he he had some memory of him at that time of his life he's like that if you know if i had shot everybody when i was in the second grade things would have been better i don't know i'm just trying to get yeah. in his head a yeah, little he bit clearly wasn't a problem solver um, <laughs> but no it's it's always like yeah i, sh- I killed those people because like i hated my parents and it's like well then why don't you just kill your parents you know they're yeah. like oh i hated myself and it's like well, why don't you just kill yourself then like why don't you target the problem a little better <laughs> um but yeah. even like the columbine kids like they didn't kill like jocks you know they're like mm-hmm. oh i was so mad at jocks and it's like but you killed like some girl like what yeah. how, how did that solve the problem um 
What do you think it's like when they're doing it? You know what I mean? Like the do you think that they're like, I guess they're so caught up and like when Columbine happened, first of all, th- that just shows like how far we've come that like when Columbine happened, you probably remember like it was such like a horrific, crazy story that was so out of the ordinary. Like you hadn't really seen anything like this on the news. It was new. Like Columbine was a term that was universal. Now, as it went on, like there were so many schools, I couldn't even remember the names of the schools. Yeah. Like this one I know, but and like Sandy Hook, it's like now they have to have something else to make it stand out from all the others. But I was always wondering, like the fact that they they had to like get up in the morning, like get their guns and stuff and like go to do that. You know what I mean? It's just there was there seemed like there'd be a lot of time to be like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, like this is insane. <laughs> yeah. Like we're going to go murder everyone at the school. Yeah. It's a lot of planning. Yeah. And they're even saying, I mean, I've been saying this for years, but they they're saying now they should start showing the victims of these tragedies because we're sanitizing this so much. Put I that know. shit I on really the nightly news. Had. Show yeah. the fucking bait that they're shot so badly. Apparently, you couldn't even recognize them and stuff like that. Show that. Fucking I know. Shit. I really wanted them to show that. Not because I'm like sick or I'm like, you have this has to be shown like because it's so easy to move on from. Like, you know, yeah. that's the problem. Everyone moves on after like a week. We were talking about before, but like uh, they're, they're, they're talking about COVID from like two years ago. Who talks about like. Like this already, the news cycle is already kind of ending. Yeah, and that's bit. what the NRA um, waits for. They wait it out. They do the th- right. thoughts and prayers. They, they have some senators go, we're, we're going to look at some stuff. And they just wait for the next news cycle. But showing the victims, I even think they should have done that during COVID. It would have helped, too. Like really showing people dying of COVID. Why do you think they don't do that? I mean, it's for people I mean, get mad. I guess you could some see some of that stuff on social media, but you should really get graphic with that stuff. To, and I, you know, it's an example that I pull because they did it on nine eleven. But yeah, go ahead. No, but they didn't really do it in nine eleven. Years later, you started seeing things leak out. Yeah, more. but it was, you know, and that was more controlled because it wasn't the internet wasn't so big then, so you wasn't like social media. Right, but I right. look, I, I look at it this way: one of the effective tools of people stop getting to people stop smoking is uh showing those graphic commercials where the people are smoking holes through their throats and their half of their yeah. face is missing you can't tell me that doesn't work that fucking works yeah so they should it be does doing, but yeah. even what's scary is like it doesn't even work that well but I, it, it is sure effective it, yeah. it is i i agree actually a lot of the parents were saying that they wanted to have an open casket funeral really because they want yeah they wanted people to see it um it's on emmett till you ever hear that story yeah was that the one where they was that in texas where they dragged him behind the car i mean i no, they lynched him i think it was in the 50s yeah. something like that because he like whistled at a woman or something right and then the mom said i wanted an open casket i want to see people see what these people did it's effective yeah so i mean yeah that that story obviously was like really horrifying and i i think i really was like felt like defeated watching the news and watching all the republican gop's statements and just like the fact that um this has happened so many times and it it was it was interesting though to see how uh it actually did seem to affect people a lot more than the other ones did like this one really i guess because they were so young and that story is so horrifying like on every level like the police is standing there, the parents like begging them to go in and like, they were like handcuffing the parents. I mean, the police, like what is up with the fucking police? It's like, they're so into like shooting everyone. They're running away. The optics of the police are just like insane. And then it's like, and then there's a guy inside with a gun 
you know, killing kids are like, hey, look, we're not going to like we're not going to make any sudden movements here. Yeah, uh, they, and then they're they like, were tasing the parents, like, right? Yeah, they're outside tasing the parents. And then like um, they're like, well, we couldn't get in. We had to wait for the key. The janitor bring us the key. I'm like, what are you talking about? You, <laughs> you're waiting an hour and a half for someone who has to get a key. Don't you have a gun? Like kick the door. Like how fucking strong is this door? Like, well, um, it, the whole thing defeated that whole thing where that people said uh, the only way to kill a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. That seemed to have fallen by the wayside, that whole theory. <laughs> right. There are a lot of good guys with guns. Yeah. Um, but if the bad guy has a really big gun, I guess all bets are off. Um, yeah, no, it was just it was just very dispiriting to watch it because you you kind of know it's and that's the thing. It just shows how numb everyone's become like, you know, because I remember when I first heard about it. Like, you know, it was right after the Buffalo one. And I was like, and they were like, I saw like on Drudge or something like, oh, there was another shooting. I was like, all right, yeah, whatever, another shooting. And then when I got home, I was really surprised to see that the news was covering it for a long time because <laughs> they were so young. Um, and then, the, you know, the whole thing of like the kids were calling 911 over and over. Mm -hmm. um, are you, wait, what's going on? <laughs> no, no, but. No, I'm just looking. Well, something. no, that like they have apparently like the kids kept calling the police and be like, hey, uh, so, hey, we called. I've called four times um, <laughs> still in the classroom with the guy with the machine gun. They play music. And they he, where, there's hold. 30 people live here. So I know you guys are about a half a mile away. It's just like insane that they the kids are calling. I don't know. Imagine. Oh, I don't know. Like, think of that. Like, if, if I was somewhere and someone showed up with a submachine gun and I didn't get shot, I saw someone get shot, that, that would just ruin my life. You know what I yeah. mean? I'd be like a mess after that. Imagine, like, apparently, was that story? Like, one girl, one girl, she fucking took the blood of another person, smeared it all over herself, and played dead. I know. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, that you've already been in that kind of a scenario. Um, or that you would ever be in that kind of a scenario. Like, how do you get, how do you move on from that? How do you just like, oh yeah, like have but a good summer. Is, but you said that people were really upset about this and they were, but I mean, Sandy Hook was 10 years ago and that was, I think they might've, they were younger, I think over there, Sandy Hook. I think uh, they were. And yeah. I think it was, um, and now, you know, this is, more... is going to be normalized soon. Shooting children, you know, 10 years ago, that was like a horrible thing. This is people think it's horrible. Couple of years, people won't think about this anymore. You'll have to. I mean, they shot congressmen four years ago, and no, and I thought that would change things, and it didn't. Yeah, but and it is the the old the old old question that everyone goes to, like, well, why? How come? Why are we the only ones that have this problem? I mean, I guess the problem is that they just refuse to even bring into the conversation. It's like that thing. It's like the elephant in the room. They just, anyone on that, you just can't address it on that side. Right. You just can't bring it up. Cause I guess you're just kind of ostracized and kicked out immediately. If you, I don't, I don't know. It's it, but it's such a small sect of the country, but th that's, what's so scary about the country right now. It's such a small sect seems to be in control and making all yeah. the decisions. Now it's just, yeah. that's, what's so mm. dispiriting about it's like, it. It's um, like rural apartheid. That's what I call it. Basically, it's it is just, right. Rednecks are just fucking and they don't even have the numbers, but everything's all fucked up. Our system. It is true. It's all like these uneducated rednecks are like basically making all the decisions because is it they're the only ones voting and the people? No, it's just because of this, how the systems work. The Senate works is it is an unfair thing because you have all right, these states. Right that have two senators that don't deserve any senators. that have like 100 people in the state. Right. Then then you have the gerrymandering. 
And then you have the electoral college. So it favors rural so much that they can just now Republicans aren't even trying to win elections anymore. They're just trying to get close and then cheat and then, you know, take over everything. I mean, they yeah. put three guys in the Supreme Court from, from a president who didn't even win the popular vote. It wasn't even close. Right. One term president. Yeah. He lost by three million people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's pretty it's pretty rough. And it's really annoying. After these things, you see like senators like, you know, on the Congress floor, like crying and begging. And it's like that doesn't work anymore, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the crying. And it kind of reminds me like I remember Tupac Shakur and like an interview was saying. Talk about the the civil rights movement and, you know, his because his mom was a Black Panther and how um with the black panthers and all those you know that movement they you know it's like that was you know black people asking for their rights and it's like now all now all those people are dead or in jail like what do you think we're gonna do like ask so it's kind of like (laughs) when you get to the point where we're not asking anymore it's like no this is fucking but that's what's so pathetic because that doesn't work on the other side they don't care you're crying and that there's kids killed i really think they're able to disassociate and i do think they've convinced themselves that it's like it's not guns it's like doors and you know more guns and it's shit like that and at the end of the day they don't really care because it doesn't really affect them you know what i mean no i like i like when they said well let's arm the teachers and then i think it was ted cruz said we'll give them an extra 500 dollars a month like first of all that's how much they think of teachers, like five hundred dollars a month, like a hundred dollars a week to fucking right. be armed and learn. Five hundred dollars a m- more a month to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the right. fuck? I didn't get I didn't get into teaching to uh, I didn't get into teaching kindergarten to murder people. <laughs> I actually just kind of wanted to help kids. Like, yeah. what kind of personality type do they think is going into being an elementary school teacher? I know. And ask any teacher what they think about learning gu- having a gun. You think they want that? My God. No, it's. A, I mean, the, the fact that the like someone who has that po- much political power even has that suggestion as a rational solution is just like mind blowing. I mean, like that's what I was thinking when this was happening. Is it just they're deluded, or they're just assholes, or they're just that stupid? Is that what it is? Are they? No, that it, de- it's just a way. It's all a way to protect the nra so that's all it is it's, it's just nra deflecting. is not yeah that's not a real organization it's just but the why gun. does the nra have so much power because it's money it's it's the gun lobby the gun it's not an organization it's just the gun lobby they make they make money uh by selling more guns the nra is like a front for it basically so apparently during the election they got money from russians too that was a whole other fucking thing but they they know that it's a slippery slope and once they give an inch We'll ask for more. And so they'll fight it to the very end. I mean, they are right about that, but we should be asking for more. I just don't more. I just don't know. Like this, this doesn't seem like it can sustain itself, like these kinds of things over and over and over. And the NRA just like, well, whatever. Yeah, get more doors. You know what I mean? Like what, what is when does something break finally? When does the fever? I think that's the other thing, too. Like for so many years, you know, people, would, you know, when people thought when Trump was out, like that would kind of like fix things and people's fever you know people would break ties with them and break away and people the fever would break when these more normal people and you know there's a whole thing of like you know people are in a cult and kind of help them get out of the cult and now it's just like fuck like fuck that side like they're yeah. just they're crazy cult members you can't 
you can't reason <clears throat> with people who are just that out of touch and out of whack and crazy. So I think the only way it might happen is if you started people started shooting members of the NRA and like the leaders of the NRA and maybe the leaders of, of the gun manufacturers, if they literally were all shot on a daily basis, that'd probably be the only way this would change. So that's but then, and then they had at the NRA convention, they like no Trump was there. So no guns were allowed. I mean, like yeah. there's no iron. They don't see the irony there. Uh, I mean, that's just in I think that's was just a blatant hypocrisy and how absurd, how it's so un, absurd on its face and no one will acknowledge it. Um, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like if, you know, we were, when, you know, when I would see things about like segregation back in, I'd see movies about it, how like blatantly wrong it seemed. And I'd be like, wow, people just like lived in, in that time and just accepted it. You know, it seems like so, so clearly wrong. Like who was even arguing on the other side, but we're, now we're living through it in a different way. And it's just kind of like, it's, it's, and I guess that's what you do. You just kind of tire out the the other side until they just can't take it anymore. Cause I mean, I, you know, it upsets me, but it's at the end of the day, I have to like go earn a living and do a lot of shit. I can't right. dedicate my life to like changing gun, you know, gun laws. So but they have people whose job it is to keep guns on the streets. You know, when you're working all day to do that, these other people are actually working all day to fucking keep guns on the street. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we do anymore. It's gotten, I mean, like, it's gotten to the point where I've actually had moments of like, oh shit, like, it kind of scares me now, like, that I could, I could get shot by just some crazy guy. Yeah. Like, I never really thought of that before. Now I'm like, oh yeah, it seems like a possibility now. Um, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to go? Yeah. We'll wrap it up. But that was a, I think that was a good episode. I think we learned something. Yeah. So it was what, a heavy ending. But yeah. Um, what do we learn about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Um, that they're both narcissists. And uh, I think it, it, this is really going to help him. I think, that, you know, he, his career had kind of like um, fallen off a little, a lot actually, which I, I, I hadn't really noticed. And that was the whole point that he brought this was to kind of like correct his repair, his image in the public mm -hmm. eye. And this, I think is going to do, this has actually helped him greatly. This whole thing has been like a good publicity, good, positive publicity for him and terrible for her. So and I mean, it? if she really did do that, I mean, that's fucking, you know, he deserves that. Like, yeah. that's that's fucking crazy that like. And then what about this whole thing? Everyone always says, believe all women like this is a perfect example of like. I don't know, like some people yeah. lie. It's just like, well, some, some women were saying this was bad for their movement, you know, this kind of thing, because it kind of sets them back a little bit. But it's not really fair just because one woman lies doesn't mean they all lie, you know just as you can't believe all women really so it's just like on such a grand scale like this got yeah. so much attention a lot more attention than i think people were expecting it to um but i i predict that he's gonna have some high profile project coming up soon that he and he hasn't had that in a while pirate so. six baby no i think that's out but i think someone will hire him right like yeah. i can you can kind of feel it it's kind of like it's it's like vindication for him gilbert grape too yeah. Yeah, we've all been <laughs> waiting for that. That would be great. Yeah, if Leonardo DiCaprio came back, as he, he was still like retarded guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would have to be. He wouldn't just be not. He got not retarded. And he grew, up. <laughs> grew up, grew out of it. <laughs> they should. Why don't they do that? Why don't they ever make sequels to movies that they they just shouldn't naturally have sequels? Uh, 
Schindler's what's List Two. Gilbert Gra- what's eating Gilbert Grape Two? Maverick. <laughs> um. All right. Maybe, maybe we should do a mashup. Wasn't there a movie called Maverick in the nineties? Remember, it was based on the old TV show. Yeah, it was, it was Mel Gibson. Yeah, but that Maverick and that movie called the movie Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, Top Gun Two Maverick is Mel Gibson. Um, <laughs> is a pilot. Um, yeah, I don't think enough people knew that movie. Yeah. Um, the forty-year-old virgin suicides. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few uh, mashups. I can't remember what they were. Predator versus Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Because remember they did that? We take two two movies for a while and they were like matching them against each other. Yeah, yeah. Batman versus Superman. Predator versus um, Alien or something. Oh, one last thing, because I guess we didn't talk about Ray Liotta also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a bad loss and stuff. You know, I I just actually watched something wild again. That was his first movie. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, that's I really like that movie. Yeah, that was just I think it's underrated. Yeah. Put him on the map is like this crazy guy, you know, who's. Yeah, he's really good in that. Um, And uh, but I was reading about how, like, they talked about how Goodfellas, you know, got destroyed. I mean, not destroyed, but should have won the Oscar that year obviously oh yeah i got beat out by dances with yeah. wolves and then i was looking at some other movies that got kind of ripped off and there was another good one that got ripped off i can't even believe this uh mannequin yeah, no. <laughs> in uh, the 96 one or 97 it was a uh, fargo lost to the english patient that one is a oh, bad, that's a wow. bad one yeah i've never that's even a- seen the english patient no, Have they you? made fun of it. They made, I think, part of it. They made fun of it on Seinfeld. Remember how it was such a bad. Yeah, because they say they they were saying they hated it. Yeah, I was like that with Dances with Wolves. I remember my family hated it. I I I thought it was okay, but I I mean, I've never once ever wanted to see it ever again after that. Um, but how do you not give it to Goodfellas? I mean, come on. I mean, even back then, people knew Goodfellas was good. I mean, you know, because I think I think what people don't take into account. I mean in Hollywood is, you know, the whole thing, you know, is it's politics and, and gel. It's a town. I I, I forgot who said, I think it was Mickey work. He said, it's a town built on spite. And that's what it is. Like, it's a lot of times like Scorsese had been around. I think a lot of people just were jealous of him and he was an East coast guy. And I think they saw his movies as kind of trashy. I think people, I think the Academy almost looked it down on a movie like that. It's like, Oh, it's so violent. It's about like these low class people. Um, yeah. I also, I, from what else I remember that time is that was the beginning of that real political correctness movie uh, movement for the Native Americans in the 90s. That's when things started. So anything that was like pro Native American apparently right, right. was like a big deal. But I mean, still good fellows and really it was the time also the retarded time when like if you're retarded, you know, yeah, <laughs> if you're retarded, then you, you were like definitely nominated. They don't do that anywhere. I, would that be not considered like politically correct now? I, I don't think you can get away with having just someone pre- pretend they're retarded. In the, in the, I know you're not supposed to say that, but no, but you're actually supposed to, you're supposed to get if you're going to do it, you have the person has to be, you know, has to have mental. Yeah, that's the only way. Um, you're gonna do. I mean, yeah, that was kind of funny it, in that Tropic Thunder where they that was actually my the phone where he pretends that he's the uh, 
you know, yeah. retarded person. And now people are pissing on that movie a little bit because of those scenes. But he was making fun of that. That was the whole point that he was making. That fun was of. like the end of that era. That was, I feel yeah. like that was the unofficial end of being able to do something like that. Like yeah. even then that was considered like, oh, man, I can't believe he. But no, it's hilarious because he's making. Yeah, he's making fun of all those. Yeah, that's the whole thing that he went full retard. That that was a very good commentary <laughs> on. Um, and I mean, the fact that he does like an entire play playing the retarded guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Ben Stiller just went so balls out on yeah. that thing. <laughs> that like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just like you could never do that. Now. So I think I think right. it was a real parody of that movie Radio, which I saw a bit of recently. That one that might have destroyed cuba's career that was like um i think it unofficially did but i you know that's really funny i just looked him up today i don't know why i don't know somehow i think i was listening to a podcast where they mentioned him and um i remembered i was like oh yeah i think he got in trouble i wonder what happened that guy really got fucking ruined that he that rape thing like ruined him oh that's that's now that's i'm just talking about it after he won the oscar his career never Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, he definitely he became the joke for a while. He yeah. did some really bad movies, but then he did the retard. But I feel like that that was towards the end, too, of the retarded guy streak where. Yeah. like, But it's funny because now you can't just pretend you're retarded. And if you were saying you have to get someone who's really mentally challenged. And so Hollywood's answer to that was like, yeah, well, we just won't do it anymore. <laughs> like, like you have to give parts to someone who's meant to. Yeah, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. If, if just a regular person can't do it, we're just not going to do it. Anymore. Like, Oh, cool. That's a that's a nice solution. Yeah. We'll just make um, Superman movies every year. So well, we'll R.I.P. Spider-Man every yeah. year. R.I.P. Uh, Ray Liotta. Yeah, I love Ray Liotta. And I was going to say he was like 67, which when, when you heard that, you know, I was like, oh, that, that's that sounds kind of young, right? Oh, everyone's dying at 67. Norm did and fucking Bob Saget. That seems to Gilbert Godfrey. I think that's the number, man. It's funny how like I was saying this to someone, how like dying takes like 10 years off your age, because if someone just told me Ray Liotta was 67 now and he was alive, I'd be like, oh, well, he's getting up there. But then when then they're like, he's 67, he's dead. I'm like, oh, really? He was so young. Yeah, it's like how <laughs> death all of a sudden kind of makes you seem younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like a weird age, right? Because it, it is like it's not young, but it's not old. 60, like you yeah. lived a good life. You lived if, a good life. If I think if you are like a rich person, rich people don't die in their sixties. Even like upper middle class people or middle class people don't. You know, it's uh. Look at fucking uh, Biden. I mean, Biden's eighty. He's people make fun of him. He all looks the time, good though, but he's fucking in great fucking <laughs> no, he shape. He's he in great- is, and he talks a lot, like for for like how old he is and yeah. how he he does. When I watch him now, I you know I'm he's a, I'm on he's his a side. stutterer. He's a stutterer. That was his whole thing. But people right. And I mean, you look him. at Trump. Trump is an awful. I always thought Trump was not a great speaker, but. I just was watching, you know, his NRA part of not a lot, but a clip from the NRA speech. And it's just it's insane. It's just he's a horrible speaker. He can't stay on topic. He fucks up words. He goes into these weird like cadences, you know, because he's clearly fucking words up. Um, So it's not like I I, I just love how that's where we where we are. It's like it's between these two guys. You know what I mean? Like like. The 80 year old guy who can barely talk, 
and it doesn't look like he's every sentence looks like he's struggling to get it out. That was the good scenario. You know, that yeah. was like dodging a bullet. That was like, phew, him. that guy won. Yeah. Um, all right. We better wrap so, this up. All right. Let's wrap this up. All right. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, LE2B rate and review and uh, subscribe, join our Patreon, and we'll see you next time. All right. Later.